0: full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back here, season two on the Veronica Edwards Show on bizradio.us. And I always want to thank the listeners for downloading the show. We're approaching 2,000 downloads, we're approaching 100 episodes. So, this journey the last two years has been amazing. And today's show is super special because we have our first international guest that is currently in Abu Dhabi. And today's guest is a successful author podcaster and entrepreneur he recently pinned down his thoughts in the book 10 most effective ways to reignite self-love i love that more importantly this guest is a hometown friend of mine from south carolina i'm an honorary sorority sister with his beautiful wife Kara, a.k.a. Care Bear, everybody that knows Delta Sigma Incorporated, South Carolina State. Don't get it twisted. And for the last four years, they have been um, living in the Middle East. So this is super exciting that this person was able to make time for us. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my friend, Mr. Rasheem Fowler. How are you, Sheen?
1: i um, well. Peace and blessings to everyone. Thank you, Veronica, for having me today. I'm super excited to have this conversation. I am a fan of the show. I've heard so many people speak so many great things about their endeavors in life. I can't wait to share mine here on your platform today.
0: Sheem, they talking about me in the Middle East, child.
1: Yes, they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I
0: was just saying. Thank you so much. I, that's an honor because we're going to talk about it because Rasheem has his own show, his own podcast. So, Always, I start off the show just asking the guests to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and the story that led you to entrepreneurship.
1: I think most of us had single-parent homes where I came from in the Bronx, New York, and it led to a hustler's mentality, an entrepreneurship mentality, where you want to have a piece of your own. In order to have a piece of your own the American way, you have to really formulate a plan and have goals, but mm-hmm. you lack the knowledge and the understanding of that. So entrepreneurship was a learning experience of a lot of losses, a lot of no's until Mm -hmm. they turned into yeses and completions. That's me in a nutshell. Someone who wants to motivate you and leave breadcrumbs. And I also want to follow breadcrumbs to be the best version of myself. I'm from the Bronx, New York. Like I said, I went to South Carolina State University. I'm an author and a journalist. I have a podcast and I just love to feed life into people. I love to be happy for you. So,
0: Sheen, where do you think that came from? Like, you mentioned single-family home, but it sounds like you had a lot of love in that home for you to have this type of ministry, really, that this is what you want to do. And I've always known that about you. You've always been nice. You've always, you know, Sheen's our DJ. You know, me and him, I'll host. He'll DJ for our, our friends' events and things like that. So, where do you think that came from?
1: I think it came from positive and negative experiences. I think it came from my mother who was a single parent for a short time. She taught me how to love and be kind and also came by the way of knowing how not to be. Mm-hmm. When you see things and you don't like it, now you know how not to be. And you also have good examples on how to be. In my neighborhood, everyone was loving and caring. Even though I grew up in a rough area, within that rough confines of those people, we all learn how to love each other in a certain way. So you learn characteristics of people, you learn different tropes and types of, of ways of life, and you formulate a Just a love for yourself and understanding that this is the community that loves me. And even though you can outgrow certain things, you know where that love came from. You know what taught you the best way to be the best version of yourself as you go out into the world.
0: Wow. And that leads right into your book where you mentioned love, you know, most the 10 most effective ways to reignite self-love. One, how did you come up with that title? What made you want to write a book? And yeah, where can we find it so we can purchase it, by the way, too?
1: Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) It's a a 20-minute show. We'll fit you in. (laughs) I I got you. I got you. Absolutely. During the pandemic, I felt helpless because I live overseas in Abu Dhabi, and I couldn't help my community back in South Carolina. I could help my community back in New York or communities I've traveled to through through the United States. And I said, what can I do? What can I give them to help them in this time? And then I thought about my personal life. I used to be a hip-hop artist. I used to be someone who loved certain things about being independent, and I took a lot of stripes. And when you get to a place where you felt you reached your goals, sometimes you fall all the way down and don't remember the steps you took to get there. Mm. I started to think about what about the people who've had it and lost it versus the people who are just starting their climb? there are many books about that there are many books about people who had just started their climb but it's not about the people who made it to the top already fell down and forgot what it took you ever work so hard on something and look back at it and say i did all of this yes. you were in a zone and sometimes you forget those steps so you got to reignite certain things so i started evaluating myself and said to myself what can i do to reignite what steps can i take in my adult mind versus me trying to figure it out as a child Mm, So I came came to this realization, 10 most effective ways to reignite self-love. And one of my first steps was to interview my parents.
0: Ooh, how did that go?
1: Well, I think it went great because I unlocked secrets about myself that I didn't know. See, Uh now we're both adults and we understand life and we understand decisions, but your parents had a life before you. They were someone. They had a talent that you don't know about. They had a skill. They had love and dreams that you don't know about. And how can you best unlock the secrets of once you come from and when you come from if you don't speak to them on that level? Many people shy away from it. Many people say my parents won't have that discussion with me. But it's worth the opportunity to sit down and actually interview your parents, ask the tough questions and find out exactly who you are.
0: Oh, man, that's so deep. And, you know, in the last three years, I've lost my dad. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity, just like you said, to have those conversations and to record him and to do DNA testing. You know, like, where do we come from? And, and because my dad would remember things when he was two years old. When he passed, he was 72. So that's so much knowledge that's in there. And I love that you said, you know, now we're adults and now we're also parents, so having that perspective, talking to our parents as parents ourselves, is mind-blowing. And that's where I kind of want to switch it up today because I asked Rasheem, okay, well, what would you like to discuss? He has his own podcast. you know, he's ha- has great topics that he talks about. And he said, I want to talk about great black fathers. So I'm going to give you the floor, Rasheem, on what did you, why did you want to discuss that and what do you want to discuss about that?
1: I'm 41 years old. And I know people talk about things being anecdotal, but in my 41 years of life, I've hung with mostly black men who are now fathers Mm. and we speak, we talk 50 to a hundred black men that I know. And I would say, honestly, only two of them I say are falling short of the knowledge to be the best versions of themselves as fathers. Wow. But this narrative on the mainstream is that black fathers are this black fathers are that though. It may be true in some sectors, within my realm in which i dwell and the men that i keep around me once you pull on that yarn and continue to pull and pull you'll see that that layers and those things get deeper and deeper of men who are great fathers who are great husbands who are great people they fall short of glory like everyone else but i feel we're not represented in a major way there are men who have conversations on how to better their kids how to better themselves who go through trials and tribulations, who are ready for these moments, who come from single-parent homes, who were made a vow when they were five years old to never be the father that they was? They felt the relationship with when they were a child. Mm. It's a, now it's a statistic. Excuse me. It's a fact. I can't say it. Ah, I can't say it. But it's statistic. A, it's a, I know what you mean, brother. I know what you mean,
0: yeah. statistic.
1: It's a fact right now. Those were the facts about single-parent homes for young boys, young black boys, to be direct... They, they, they're they coming out to be better fathers mm-hmm. in this generation than ever. And I just wanted to touch upon that. I wanted the people to understand that it is happening. And I'm sure many of you listeners of your show can look in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm one of those guys. I'm just misrepresented when it comes to entertainment. I'm misrepresented when it comes to outrovert value.
0: Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. On the show, we always talk about different tips and jewels we could provide to the listeners. And with us talking about great black fathers, what type of guidance would you provide for maybe a new black father um, listening and they're struggling to balance all, you know, me and you both have two handsome black sons and living in the world today where we're seeing people being killed for the color of their skin and being mistreated, especially men. What type of guidance would you give them?
1: I think it all has layers. There's financial guidance, there's spiritual guidance, there's uh, purposeful guidance. And I think the first thing is purpose. I think in every chapter of our lives, we all have purpose to sit on. Right now, my son's purpose, he's only five. I told him his only purpose is to go to school and learn. That's his job. That's what he needs to do right now. And we'll take care of the rest. As he grows, I will have to teach him and grow him in different directions to help him find his purpose and also listen to him as he says... This is my purpose. This is what I want to do and support those things. So I think it's in layers in which how we help each other, even new fathers is finding your purpose, because the biggest thing about your kids, no matter the person you were before they were born, they love you unconditionally. I don't care what you've done. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. If you are there for your kids, they will love you the same way, regardless but if you have a purpose, they now have something to follow and they have a standard that you put on something because they're watching you more than you speak to them. Oh, yeah. They're watching. You. They smell you. They see you. They see your intent. They hear you. They hear your thoughts. And once you focus on your purpose, that's why I would tell new fathers, focus on your purpose and your kids will see how you lead and they will take up some of your your valor.
0: Yes. And for all parents, just give yourself some grace, you know, parent yourself like you would parent your kids and don't beat yourself up if you might make a mistake. I think a lot of times when we were growing up, I very rarely heard my parents say they were sorry to me and I say sorry to my son all the time because I think that's important for children to understand like mommy and daddy makes mistakes too. We're not perfect. Everything is not the end of the world just because you don't get it that first time. But I love that statement on finding your purpose. So before you go, Sheen, we have to talk about the Middle East. I've never been. I'm trying to get there. But look, I'm doing Disney this year. So that's my whole spend and check <laughs> for, for vacations right. hopefully in 2024 i can come visit you guys but tell us what's the experience been being an african-american man in abu dhabi and you know what brought you guys to the middle east to begin with
1: what brought us to the middle east is my wife she's a school teacher and she wanted to teach abroad and i've always been a true supporter of her dreams and mine we allow each other space to grow in this lifetime so i supported her so we packed up all of our things we sold all our stuff And we moved blindly overseas. And many people were not ready for that type of courage. Mm -hmm. But I believe you are who you are before you got there. And no matter where you go in the world, you will attract the same things if you're you're unbalanced or if you're unbalanced. I believed in us. I believed in our blessings. And I believe that our favor travels. And with us moving forward in that direction, we have been able to see a whole new way of life, meet people from all over the world, see different customs, different foods, different skin complexions of people, different ideologies, to find out that we are considered Americans and not just black, white, Latino, Asian in America. Mm. You're an American. You're not a, a black person. You're an American. That's what your passport says. That's what they call you. Those, mm. subsidiary, those subsidiary things that we have are only our personal things that we fight within each other. And it's more peaceful to me in Abu Dhabi and on this side of the world because of the crime rate and things you're able to let your kids actually enjoy their childhood versus things have to come at you rapidly fast in the States. Things come at you fast. We got a lot of things going on. And sometimes kids are not allowed to be kids. And I'm happy about that for my son. So that's one of the things that keeps us afloat and moving around. Because we, a, we we're able to travel the world. We just came back from Egypt.
0: Oh and wow! And I hear that it's so much cheaper to travel when you're already over there. You know, we're thinking in our mind like, oh, that's like a three or four thousand dollar flight. You're like, mm, might be a hundred, hundred <laughs> and fifty.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is like a hundred and fifty. But to be honest with you, if you, well, it depends on what city you fly out and fly out in the states, you can get a five hundred dollar flight to Dubai round trip. Okay, okay. you can get a four hundred dollar flight round trip. And you can come and enjoy yourself. You can make these things happen. But it's all about if you want to make it happen. What's in your budget for yourself mentally? Right. Maybe, maybe you don't buy that cup of coffee every day for two, two months and now you have the money for the flight.
0: That's very true. That's good to know. So, oh, my gosh, we're already to the end of the show. But before we go, I really want you to tell the listeners how they could purchase your book, how they could follow your podcast. And if you could to say a little bit about what you talk about on your Solutions for Men podcast or solutions, I'm sorry, for men.
1: Absolutely. Ten Most Effective Ways the Book to Reignite Self-Love is on Amazon and all platforms. You can even find it in Target online anywhere it's a small read but it's a challenge for you it will take you 30 minutes to read this book but it will take you a year to get through all the challenges Ooh. the 10 challenges that we set you read about it, I hope you understand it you can reach me at any time at info at dot onecom that's S-H-E-E-M-O-N-E info at sheen1 and Solutions for Men's Podcast is about interviewing men to leave breadcrumbs and trails, like I said before, where they give solutions on how they survive certain situations. And everyone is unique. So we interview celebrities all the way down to the common worker who is not in entertainment business. And we ask the same questions and we hear the answers. And sometimes you get many of the same answers because there are patterns to success. There are patterns and mindsets to goal setting. There are people doing things collectively but apart there, are, there is a guy on this side of town thinking what this other guy on the side of town is thinking, but they never met. So I wanted to leave a digital footprint of just good information. Good. I like intellectual conversations. I like speaking at the top of my mind, using oh my all, my, all my vocabulary. We spend a lot of time in low vibration. On this show, we, tr- we spend a lot of time in high vibration. So internet-wise, you get a lot of low vibration, a lot of attention grabbing things. But this podcast, Solutions for Men, is about intellectual growth for the man, the single mother, any young boy trying to figure it out in the dark with a flashlight who did not have any mentors, anyone in front of them to give them the resources or the intuitive, cognitive information to grow themselves.
0: That is awesome, and, you know, she um, she is being very modest, but I was like, is that Fat Joe that was on your podcast? I mean, Grammy nominated, we the best, yesterday's price, not today's price. I'm like, go ahead, Sheen.
1: Yeah, we, we had some really great people come on the podcast. We had Fat Joe. We had DJ Khaled for a short time. We had my son, who's an activist. Mm-hmm. We had some exciting people on the show. We had just had Carl Crawford. Uh, you know, he signed Megan the Stallion. He's down there in the South getting it mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. music wise. And we just have people coming by. We have actors coming in. But well, we also have common men who are, who are everyday hard workers who are telling you the recipes on how to survive and be thorough and just stand tall in your your time of uh, growth.
0: Well, Sheem, I'm going to just throw out there, I would love to have my husband, Mr. Edwards, Carlos, on your podcast. I'm going to link you guys up um, because I think that would be an amazing chat. But Sheem, thank you so much. It's the end of the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making the time to be on the show, but also making the time to pour so much into other people with your amazing book, 10 Most Effective Ways to Reignite Self-Love. I will be picking that up. I will be listening to your podcast. And how do we listen to your podcast, by the way?
1: It's on all platforms. Solutions for Men's podcast is available everywhere. You can just d- type it in. Make sure you type in S-O-U-L, though. Solutions for Men. You'll see an avatar of me. And I'm sorry for stuttering on my words, you guys. It was a yeah. rough word. No, you're
0: not stuttering on your words. And, oh, and, man. I did, I did.
1: a really really hard one on me
0: (laughs) no no problem but i I just again want to just thank the listeners for tuning in to bizradio.us and please come back next week same time same place 10 a.m on wednesdays for the veronica edwards show and if you missed the live airing, you can listen to all prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com and sheen cut it out you're amazing we love you and thank you so much for continuing to do what you do in the middle east and
1: beyond Absolutely. I appreciate it. Peace and blessings, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you liked what
0: you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.